Welcome back to the Transformers Podcast. This is Sean. Thomas. Sammy. And together we are... Sparkcast. Sparkcast. Today we've got a treat for you. We are going to read you a choose-your-own-adventure book. Though, of course, that is actually copyrighted because it was created by somebody else. So we are going to read to you a Find Your Fate Junior book, which is somewhat the same thing. And Sammy here is going to be our narrator today. Yes, he is. So, Thomas, you've always had a question about this. This is the back of the book. The Decepticons have discovered the Autobot's secret power source deep underground. Megatron wants to destroy it. The Autobot's power supply is dangerously low. Can Optimus Prime risk a battle with the Decepticons? But if the Autobots retreat further into the underground caves, they'll run right into the Insecticon's nest. What should Optimus Prime do? Only you can decide. You've asked multiple times before... Where do the Autobots get energy since every episode is the Decepticons getting energy? And this book tries to fill in that gap. Just a mysterious power source deep underground. You think it's going to solve all your continuity problems? I don't know who Lynn Beach is. Is she affiliated with the Transformers people? Well, actually, <laughs> Is this officially licensed or is this a, a Sabertron work? <laughs> I, I did not actually do any research whatsoever for this <laughs> podcast for the very first time. So we're just reading this blind, except for Sammy, who read this in high school. Yep. All right, well, let's see. So do you remember Do you, you remember anything about it, first of all? I don't all. remember squat. <laughs> <laughs> I read it and, like, was not impressed. Uh-huh. It was fun. Like, you know, like, oh, this was a fun time waster. Like, I wasn't really expecting this super emotional story, but, like, it's an adventure. It it feels like an episode, but that doesn't mean that I remember anything from, like, five years ago. (laughs) You weren't going to picture, like, a dramatic story where one of the Autobots dies and the other swears revenge and defects from the Autobots to go hunt them down? I feel like someone died. Oh, my God. There was something... Well, there was something stupid that happened, and I think I blocked it out of my memory. Maybe another human died, like in the other story we read. What? Oh, you mean when all all the humans died? Like when 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 a significant uh, chunk of the planet was destroyed? When lectinite charges more powerful than an H bomb went over the slave humans (laughs) under a cave inside the Sahara (laughs) Desert? They melted the West Coast. (laughs) I don't think I'll ever forget that now. Alright, so, Sammy, would you like to try to read the beginning in the style of the narrator from those va- uh, books that we read? No, I'm just kidding. Read in your own style. <laughs> Thanks. Um, did you want to actually start on the first page, or did you want the instructions first? No, we had the... I just read the instructions, right? Or the summary. No. You read that the was the, the That was the back of the page. Back of the book, there was, like, an instruction page of how you decide things. I don't know if that shows up over there or not. It In the book, there is another page. <laughs> Oh, she's following the book. I know. <laughs> oh, you're reading your real book. Okay. Yeah. So that's so probably so the website probably excludes these. So what does your book say? <laughs> I'm sorry, it's gonna be super complicated. 
Um, did you want me to read the whole thing or like? Yeah, please read your analog book to us on our digital uh, cool. podcast. <laughs> the Transformers, robots in disguise. They came from Cybertron, a planet of machines, where war raged for thousands of years between the noble Autobots and the evil Decepticons. Now the battle of these powerful robots is your battle. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Only you can protect the Earth from the evil destruction of the Decepticons. Read the directions at the bottom of each page, then decide what the Autobots should do next. If you decide correctly, the Autobots will triumph. If you make the wrong choices, the unspeakable evil of the Decepticons will rule the world. Hurry, the adventure begins on page one. I'm sorry, I'm going to stop you. There's already an error. It said they've been fighting for a thousands of years. Oh no, it's, a mil- <laughs> it's millions of years, okay? They tried. They tried their best. <laughs> I'm sorry. So let's get to the main story. Yeah. How soon can I kill off Clip Jumper? <laughs> oh my god. You know what? That might be. That might be. I don't actually think Clip Jumper's in here. Anyways, vroom! The sound of a powerful motor echoes deep within a cave somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> somewhere, hanging from the ceiling, stalactites vibrate from the sound. A racetrack has been cleared on the rocky floor. Around the outside of the track stand the Autobots. With them are their human friends, Sparkplug Witwicky and his son Buster. They are watching a large red van speed around the track. It is Ironhide, the oldest and toughest of the Autobots. He is testing the Sun Pack, an experimental solar battery designed by Sparkplug. They are deep underground so that the test will be secret. The Autobots need fuel as much as humans need food. If the battery works as well as Sparkplug says, it could be the answer to the Autobots' prayers. Optimus Prime, the leader of the Autobots, is elated. 23 hours and still going strong, he says. Ratchet has been keeping a close eye on the test. If something goes wrong, he's the Autobot fix-it man. Hey, Ironhide. He calls to the red van. How are you feeling? Have your old gear started to wear out yet? Go chew on a microchip, shouts Ironhide as he whizzes by. I've never felt better. I love it. Sparkplug (laughs) checks his stopwatch. According to my calculations, he should have full power for another hour. Can I just say, like, I love how the 80s were always, according to my calculations. <laughs> Anyways. This means it's time to turn the page on your storybook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a voice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's Optimus. Yeah. With the sun pack, just one hour of sunlight can provide an Autobot with all the energy he needs for a full day, says Optimus Prime. You are a genius, Sparkplug. I'm just a good mechanic, the human says modestly. This could be the end of our constant search for fuel, Optimus Prime goes on. It could even be the key to defeating the Decepticons. At the mention of the Decepticons, Buster cannot help shivering. He is proud of his father, but he knows how evil the Decepticons are. He still has 40 minutes to go, says Optimus Prime. What he doesn't know is that time may be running out for the Autobots. Unknown to the humans and Autobots, they are not alone in the cave. Kickback, the evil Insecticon, has been watching and listening. The grasshopper-like being also realizes how valuable the sun pack could be. The Decepticons must have this battery, he thinks to himself. Megatron will reward me well. He does not wait for the test to be finished. He slips out of the cave. Then he transmits a message to top secret Decepticon headquarters. Oh my god, someone's gotta be Starscream. (laughs) Megatron isn't here! Answers Starscream, the powerful Decepticon. (laughs) 
God, I'm gone. I'm done. <laughs> Can you give us another read on that line, Sammy, please? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Answer, Starscream, the powerful Decepticon. All right. <laughs> this person obviously didn't watch the cartoons. He's definitely powerful. Hush. He and some of the others are raiding a human power facility. What have you found, Insecticon? Kickback tells Starscream about the test of the sun pack. And then Starscream my... goes to tell Megatron that he found this sun pack in a cave somewhere. <laughs> this is my chance to take command, thinks Starscream. He turns to the Decepticons remaining at headquarters. Huh, cool. It's a good thing you have the book, because we don't have that over that line over here. Oh! Where does nope. it go? Uh, it just starts at back in the cavern is the next line. Oh, okay. Well, here's another line that that because there was another Starscream being Decepticons. He commands, prepare to attack the Autobots. That then it goes into what you're looking at. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Back in the cavern, Ironhide is still going strong. All the Autobots begin to cheer. They cannot hear a distant rumble outside the cave. It is the rumble of jet fighters approaching. But these are not ordinary jet fighters. It's a raiding party of Decepticons led by the Silver Jet Starscream. Now Optimus Prime calls out. Ten seconds. The other Autobots take up the count. Nine, eight, seven, six. At that moment, rocks begin to fall and the cave floor starts shaking. Then, an unimaginable sight. A jet fighter plane flies into the cave. It really isn't that unimaginable at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if they, it might have been unimaginable if it transformed into a robot. You know? Mm. <laughs> The Decepticons! Cries Optimus Prime. Quickly, he pushes Sparkplug and Buster into a crevice away from the fighting. Autobots, defend yourselves! He aims his laser rifle at Starscream and fires. Nice try, Insulation Breath! Insulation Breath? That's the best he could do. Alright. Snarl Starscream. Turning sharply, he drops a load of cluster bombs. The bombs miss the Autobots, but they shatter the stalactites. Large chunks of rock fall everywhere. Other Decepticons have now entered the cave. Kickback rakes the Autobots with a submachine gun. Rumbles and ground waves shake the cavern. Give up, you tin-plated trash cans! Commands Starscream. Give up before we bury you under tons of rocks! Just then, Bumblebee, the smallest of the Autobots, rolls up to Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime! (laughs) (laughs) It was so cute! (laughs) He says... The fighting has opened a hole in the back of the cave. I checked it out. There seems to be a tunnel to the surface. Maybe we could get out that way. Optimus Prime thinks quickly. Good work, Bumblebee. He says. Even though we outnumber the Decepticons, all of us are low on fuel. I hate to retreat in the middle of a battle, but... Another blast rocks the cave. The Autobots are fighting bravely, but the weapons and falling rocks are causing dents and shattered photocells. Optimus Prime knows it is only a matter of time before someone is seriously hurt. What should Optimus Prime do now? Should he stand and continue to fight the evil Decepticons? Or would it be safer to retreat into the tunnel and return to fight another day? Alright guys, what do we do? Oh man, I don't know. Well, I feel like since they're kind of like hinting at somebody might get hurt if he sticks around... Yeah, I think we should take stock of who's with him right now. And decide. There's no cliff jumper, so he won't die if you stay here. <laughs> but, so, but but spark plug and the humans are never going to die. The the right. All right, so I think the wisest move would be to retreat. What do you think, Sam? All Sarah? right, I'm down with retreating. 
Okay. Retreat! Retreat! Uh, all right. Turn so to page 40. We're going to retreat. Hold on, i got to get there. <laughs> all right. Oh, I can already tell it's the right decision based on that first sentence. Optimus Prime knows that a good leader must know when to retreat. Right now, he must think of the safety of the Autobots and the humans. Bumblebee! He orders. Take the humans and enter the tunnel you found. The rest of the Autobots, follow. Quick, I'll hold off the Decepticons as long as I can. Bumblebee and the other Autobots do as they are ordered. When Optimus Prime sees that all of his troops are safe, he follows them. Then he sets off a dynamite charge. It collapses what? the entrance to the passage. What? So I'm just confused as to what's happening. Go ahead. Okay. The Decepticons cannot follow. Quickly, the Autobots begin to roll toward the surface and to safety. But suddenly, they come to a fork. Instead of one tunnel, there are now two. Th thanks for expl the explanation of a fork. Uh, there is no way to tell which tunnel leads to the surface. The left-hand tunnel is steep and narrow. The right-hand passage is wider. But there are strange buzzing sounds coming from it. Which tunnel should Optimus Prime choose? Don't go right. Wow, guys. The, that's going to be the Insecticons. Are we sure about that? But they might get hurt going through the steep tunnel. No, they should do the st steep and narrow one because... That doesn't make story sense. He did all this work to keep them safe, but now you're going to risk their lives again? What if yeah. they what if they slip and fall on a rock and scrape you know their what? knee? The only thing, they, the only thing <laughs> that will hurt them is if they fall into some glacier water, okay? It's not going to matter if they fall off a cliff a few feet. Just a few feet. <laughs> so, I'm thinking left hand. Sammy, what about you? I'm also left hand. Thomas? I'm outvoted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll take the tunnel on the left. Bumblebee, lead the way. Soon the Autobots are rolling toward, they hope, the surface. It's really narrow here, says Bumblebee. It's going to be a tight fit for you big guys. Unfortunately, <laughs> Bumblebee's right. Ironhide, who is almost out of power, gets stuck at a turn in the tunnel. <sighs> Nuts! He grumbles. He's too embarrassed to call for help. He revs his engine and rocks back and forth, trying to get loose. And then he hears a sound that chills his transmission fluid. It is the buzzing of a scarab beetle. In his small insect form, shrapnel has followed him. And now the evil Insecticon lands on his body just above the sun pack. Bogoff! Says Ironhide, but shrapnel only chuckles. Aiming his antenna carefully, shrapnel disrupts the sun pack's electronic lock. Then he takes the sun pack and prepares to fly off. So long, Autobot. He sneers. Next time we meet, I will be unstoppable. Soon the other Autobots are out of the tunnel and on the road to headquarters. Hey, says Sparkplug. Where's Ironhide? Quickly, Optimus Prime goes back to the bottom of the tunnel. He returns a few minutes later with Ironhide, who's out cold. Ratchet works on Ironhide with a portable emergency generator. Before long, the old Autobot comes to and transforms to his robot form. Weakly, he tells his friends what has happened. The Insecticons have the sun pack, says Mirage. Let's track those beady-eyed bugs down. We're too low on power, says Ratchet. We must return to the headquarters first to refuel. Now Optimus Prime must make a decision. What should he do? Did we did we go the wrong way because the uh, we went down where the where the sound was actually coming from and the right tunnel was the echo? No, maybe I don't know. See, that's why okay. you have to you have to do I it a couple we'll times. Out. Anyway, we are only made one path here. <laughs> all right, so should we all return to base and refuel, or just by sending an advanced scout after the sun pack? Well, considering no one 
on the Autobot side is good at stealth. <laughs> uh, Mirage is. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Um, I don't know. I feel like the story's trying to make us not leave the cave where we lose automatically for some reason now. See, I just like the adventure. <laughs> what? I just, I don't like, I'm like, yes, let's choose the worst decision. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Let's, I'll then send a scout. I don't care. <laughs> Thomas, what Thomas? do you want to do? Let's refuel. <laughs> oh. Oh, the safe way. Oh, wait, now it's up to me, though? Well, yeah, no, I definitely... You to, you I'm, you... I'm the... Yeah. You want to send the advanced S- scout, right? Yeah. Because nothing can go wrong. Sending... Absolutely nothing. Send the small bumblebee, right? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> I'm so, I, I feel felt like, like that was going to be the bad ending. That's why I picked it. <laughs> All right. I need a volunteer to go after the sun pack. Says Optimus Prime gravely. I still have a few hours worth of fuel. Yeah, Mirage. All right, Woo. says Mirage. Let me follow Shrapnel. We can't let him escape with the sun pack. Optimus Prime nods. A good point, Mirage. But I can't send one Autobot alone against the Insecticons. I'll go along. Says Buster. You're not an Autobot. I don't need fuel, and two hits are better than one. Optimus thinks a moment. If this weren't such a desperate situation, I would refuse. He says. But you can both go on one condition. You will promise me that you will go as scouts. Only scouts, said the foreboding finger of Optimus Prime. No, I'm just kidding. That's not in there. If you find this sun pack, you will radio for help. You won't try to do anything on your own. But what if... Says Mirage. No buts! Says Optimus. Promise me! (laughs) He's raising his voice. (laughs) I I promise. Says Mirage. Me too. Says Buster. I was trying to sound like Optimus from the storybook instead of Optimus from the cartoon. I don't know what any of these guys Ah. sound like. (laughs) So that's... Like, the closest I could do... I could think of is doing a Starscream voice, but everybody else, I have really... I, all I can think of is try to do the enunciation of Optimus Prime, but not anything like he really sounds. <laughs> it's it's whatever floats your boat. It's whatever. It's all good. Do you want to be any of the uh, Transformers? I mean, I, I guess <laughs> we Megatron when he comes along. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. All right, go continue. <laughs> hey, the other Autobots roll off in the direction of headquarters. Mirage spends a moment adjusting his electronic sensors. I detect a strange insect-like buzzing on the ultrasonic frequencies. He says, let's follow it. Turn to page 19. I don't know why I'm making this voice for Mirage when I actually like Mirage. That's fine. <laughs> you know, we uh, we make fun of the people we like. Okay. <laughs> for the next two hours. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> what? I guess they had enough fuel for two hours to stay in their cave for no reason. You know. I think Mirage should next- say he-, he could go for hours. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. For whatever reason, like, he just stole all the energy. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) For the next two hours, Mirage and Buster travel through the twists and turns of mountain roads. The ultrasonic signals grow louder. This is it, Mirage says at last. They are in front of a forest of dead and rotting trees. They can barely see through the twisted and gnarled branches, but they can hear the sound of buzzing and metallic voices. Stealthily, human and Autobot... I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Right, it's Mirage. They can be stealthy. Human and Autobot approach the deadly forest. The branches are like bony arms. They grab them as they walk. Mirage activates his electro-disruptor. 
Instantly, he and Buster appear to be part of the background of rotting trees and vines. This illusion will only last six minutes. The Autobot whispers. We better get what we need by then. (laughs) (laughs) He and Buster reach a clearing where the Insecticons are standing in a circle, talking. Buster cannot help it. He shudders at their evil appearance. Luckily, the Insecticons don't see him. Look at this, my brother Insecticons! Shrapnel is saying. He's holding the sun pack. With this device, we will no longer need fuel. We will be the most powerful beings on this planet. I don't know, says Kickback. What if Megatron finds out that we have it? Turn to page nine. I'm not afraid of Megatron, says Shrapnel. With the sun pack, I will be more powerful than he is. <laughs> At that, yeah, this is going to go they great. Realize it only lets you run on more fuel. It's not like... A god weapon. Maybe he's going to do like a rope-a-dope on him and just outlast him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at, that mo- at that moment, a dark shadow slips out of the trees. The Insecticons do not see it, but Mirage and Buster instantly understand what has happened. That was Ravage. Whispers Mirage. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's Megatron's top spy. We, he heard about the Sun Pack, and now he must be taking the news to Megatron. Mirage whispers really loud. <laughs> Then Megatron Decepticons will be here any minute, says Buster. What can we do? Nobody's whispering. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to move fast, says Mirage. And slow, because we're stealthy, remember. <laughs> we can try to get the sun pack before the Decepticons arrive, even though they're already there, because the Insecticons <laughs> are Decepticons. I'm sorry, continue without my <laughs> facetious interrupting. But there are only two of us against the Accepticons, says Buster. Besides, we promised Optimus we wouldn't do anything on our own. Promises sometimes have to be broken, says Mirage. We'd better make a decision. Time is running out. What should Mirage and Buster do? You always listen to Optimus Prime. There's no, there's no <laughs> question about this. I just like how the, the 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 text is like, if you think they should forget their promise to Optimus Prime, I'm like, oh. <laughs> and if you think they should call Optimus Prime and hope he gets here in time. So I feel like the wording here is leading you to pick one of the options. I'm in favor of Buster becoming more powerful than Optimus Prime with the sun pack. <laughs> oh my god. Because <laughs> that's how it works. The, uh, I think we should listen to Optimus, because Optimus told us, and you should never defy Optimus Prime. There. Yeah, I'm going with Thomas on this. Ah, uh, Mirage, can you take a couple us down death. Uh, Maybe if he had, you know, hound with him, but... Nah, man, it's fine. We got this. All we right, this. I'm going to trust you guys. Oh, they're still not at the end, so we're still good. <laughs> I have a plan, says Mirage. How fast can you run? I'm on the varsity track team, says Buster. What do you want me to do? I'm going to use my electro-deceptor to confuse the Insecticons. While they are busy with me, I want you to run and grab the sun pack, then run out just as fast. No problem, says Buster. Just be careful. If we fail, nothing will save us. Oh, my God. Oh! Mirage activates his electro-disruptor. Instantly, an image that looks just like him appears on the far side of the clearing. Hey, 
Insectobrains! He calls out. The Insecticons stop their discussion and turn to look. It's an Autobot! Cries Shrapnel. Not for long. Cries Bombshell. Everyone's crying. It's about to become scrap metal, scrap metal. He aims and fires. Oh, go ahead. Sup? <laughs> he aims and fires. The shell, <laughs> the shell explodes harmlessly against the tree trunk. I said over here, says Mirage. He now seems to be on the other side. Again, Bombshell fires. And again, misses. Behind you, Bug Brain, says Mirage. Turn to page 67. Hold on. Hold on. I'm getting there. We're still alive. Yep. <laughs> By now, Bombshell is so confused and angry he could scarcely aim. The other Insecticons join the fight. Shrapnel, watch your back. <laughs> Last Mirage. <laughs> when Shrapnel turns around, Mirage has vanished again. Angrily, Shrapnel aims his grenade launcher. He has forgotten all about the sun pack. This is Buster's chance. While Mirage continues to throw images of himself all over the forest, he starts to run. The Insecticons do not even notice him. He grabs the sun pack and runs out of the forest. Back in the clearing, Mirage creates one more illusion. He projects his appearance in six directions at once. Here I am. 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 <laughs> he shouts. His voice seems to come from everywhere. Catch me if you can. The frenzied Insecticons all begin firing at once. Ah! Cries Bombshell. You hit me, Shrapnel. Be careful! Calls Kickback. You almost got me with your owl! Soon all the Insecticons are lying on the ground, wounded by their own weapons. Jeez. Mirage is just a one-man tank. Hell yeah. Oh man. Mirage cannot help laughing. So long, sharpshooters! He says. Hope you enjoyed the target practice as much as we did. <laughs> Still laughing, he joins Buster outside the forest. Boy, I'd love to see Megatron's face when he gets here and there's no sun pack. Mirage says. Buster holds the sun pack in his hand. And that's no illusion. Off they speed to a real victory. The end. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that's no illusion. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's. I'm That's a better leader round. than Optimus. I chose that path. <laughs> yeah, we did it. You know what? I thought they were going to try to lead you on to that answer. It's a kid's book. You're overthinking this. I know. Everybody wins. <laughs> and there are some endings. I remember I had a Batman Choose Your Own Adventure book, and it actually had a some bad endings. Like, the ending started the same, but depending on what villain you fought, depending on what choices, end up being one of three villains based on what you chose to do for some reason. Right. I think the only choose-your-own-adventure books that I ever read were, like, Goosebumps books. And I guess because that was Goosebumps, and they were kind of trying to scare little kids a little bit, uh, some of those did have, like, bad endings. Yeah. I don't, like, I honestly don't... Like, it... I don't uh. think this has bad endings. It just had a stupid ending. Yeah. Well, the uh, I noticed if we had waited, called Optimus, and waited for him to arrive, we still would have won. Only we would have had epic battle with the Autobots and the Decepticons. We could just read the page. Uh, you want to read the whole thing? Yeah, I mean, like, the, the page that you're reading, because I found it. Um, your page does start with Quickly Mirage, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Quickly Mirage radios to Autobot headquarters. Come prepare for heavy fighting. He tells Optimus Prime. We're expecting Decepticons soon. Mirage is right. 
It's a very short time before the roar of jet planes is heard. The Decepticons are on their way, Mirage says. Let's hide in those rocks over there. The Decepticons arrive, transform into robots, and enter the deadly forest. <gasps> oh, wait, I guess I'm Megatron. Yeah. yeah. What's this ravage tells me about a solar battery? Megatron demands in his booming voice. I don't know what you're talking about, says Shrapnel. He tries to hide the sun pack behind his back. Liar, thunders Megatron. He knocks Shrapnel to the ground with a blast from his fusion cannons. You and all the Insecticons must be punished. I order you to... But at that moment, the sound of car engines signals that the Autobots have arrived. The Autobots, cries Megatron. They must have tracked Shrapnel, he thinks for a moment. This may prove to be the luckiest day of our lives, he says. <coughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> they don't know we are here. They're rolling into a trap. Decepticons, prepare your weapons. Fire on my command. Turn to page he 33. He's laying a trap. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Optimus Prime and the others pull up at the entrance to the deadly forest. At that moment, Mirage and Buster come out of hiding. The Decepticons are in there, in a clearing. Mirage whispers to Optimus Prime for once he actually whispered. <laughs> they are preparing to ambush. Is that right? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, says that's completely Optimus out of character Prime. for Optimus to whisper. So, yeah. Oh, that's, a, that's a good read. <laughs> what? <laughs> says Optimus Prime. <laughs> Well, let's see if we can turn their plan around. Ironhide, how much corrosive acid can you shoot? A lot, says the van. I'm fully recharged. Then come over here, says Optimus Prime. Silently. The Decepticons <laughs> must be very crowded. A little bit of acid should go a long way. This should be as easy as shooting pickles in a barrel, says Ironhide. Still in his van form, he drives to the entrance of the clearing. Quietly, he inserts his nozzle through the tangled branches. Then, he begins to shoot a stream of powerful acid into the clearing. Almost immediately, there are screams of pain from inside. Argh! My joints! <laughs> I Starscream's voice. <laughs> oh. Beautiful! Help! My manifold is disintegrating! Cries Thundercracker. What's happening? Shrieks kick back. I can't see. <laughs> oh, okay. Decepticons, transform, cries Megatron. Our ambush has turned out to be a trap for us. In a panic, the Decepticons pour out of the forest. Most of them are damaged. Though badly injured, they begin to fly away. The Autobots give a cheer. Well done, Ironhide, says Optimus Prime. Now let's get the sun pack. Optimus Prime and Ironhide enter the forest. A few minutes later, they return. I have good news and bad news. Optimus Prime tells his troops. The good news is that the Decepticons didn't get the sun pack. What's the bad news? Asks Mirage. The bad news is that Ironhide did. Optimus Prime holds up a formless mess of metal and fiberglass. This is all that remains... Of the original Sun Pack. 
he says. It was in the direct line of fire of Ironhide's nozzle. I'm almost sorry now that Megatron didn't take it with him. The Autobots laugh cheerfully. They know Spike Plug will soon produce another sun pack, and for this moment at least, their future seems bright. Darn tootin'. It's just like, okay. <laughs> What's the point of having it injured if they just say he could make another one? It's good that like the Decepticons can't have it because then they know everything and then could make their own. Well, even if it, I'm, but it, in typical cartoon fashion, if they got it with acid injury, they'd just be like, ah, this is useless, and Megatron would throw it into the ocean. Yeah, that's true. So there's, so there's no point to have it injured for the Autobots if they can just make another one. It doesn't make sense from any kind of storytelling perspective. Well, you need to have a good ending, and you need to have the true ending. We already got the true ending. Yeah. So this is got... just the good, normal ending. <laughs> this is just another ending. Yeah, and but there's like wondering... four other endings. There's what? There's like four other endings. So there's six total? I don't know how many endings there are. I just made up a thing. Hold on. <clears throat> I'm, I'm counting. One. Oh, okay. <laughs> are you just flipping through the book looking at every the end? Yep. Two. <laughs> three. Uh... Ugh, flip the damn page. I guess what I want to know is what happens when they uh, go through that tunnel with the buzzing. Oh, you want to find that out, huh? Maybe they just lose the sun pack then and there. And then (laughs) the Insecticons, they they have to track the Insecticons down to that clearing. Because I'm sure everything goes back to that clearing. Mm -hmm. Like maybe the Insecticons were setting up to to give it to Megatron for real. Instead right. of just like trying to steal it from them. So if we went to the right tunnel, what happens? There are nine different endings. Jeez. Wow. What the hell was this last picture? Good quality picture on the last page. We can't see it, but... Dang. Do you have any of the pictures over there? Uh, they're only in relation to the story. So we have okay. to know... We have to choose the direct... It's, a, it's like a. we have to hit the options on the internet. Gotcha. So there's no way to actually look for actual pages. Why? What's describe and, to us the image well, for no, all he, his viewers? Okay. All right. All right. So, so this image it's a very beautiful image, right? Because we have the original Transformer designs where Megatron still has the crotch trigger, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have. Oh my God! Is that bo- no? It is smokescreen. Okay. I was like, that's anyway. So we have smokescreen with car mode, just like blazing in front of Megatron, being like, "Ha ha! See you later, sucker!" And then we have like. I guess Starscream and Thundercracker like flying off in the background like they're in the complete opposite direction of where we're all facing, okay? And then there's Megatron. And Megatron is the real piece here, okay? Because he's looking like eye directly like in your face and like has his arms behind his back but like over the head kind of thing. Like he's chilling and his, he's just pelvic thrusting. And I don't... Yeah. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> the funny thing is, okay, so if we had gone down the other tunnel, it would have been slippery and we would have fallen down because we wouldn't get any, the Autobots wouldn't have any traction and they'd fall right into the Decepticons. There'd be a huge oh. battle and then you have to choose between letting Beachcomber, whoever the hell that person is. Where did he is. come from? I think he's from season two. It was just like, do you want him to charge the Sun Pack? Uh, then he has to go take a path. Oh my god, there's too many more directions to go. So you can't really... How many pages is the book, Sammy? Uh, it is... 74 pages. I guess we probably just did... Mm, How many pages? Maybe 6 or 7 for the first path. She said 
What did you, you said 70 something. Yeah. Yeah, 74. I think mm-hmm. we did like 20 pages in total. Mm-hmm. Wait, no. No, because we only didn't. I don't know. 20 sounds like a lot. Maybe like 15. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at this, and if you decide to like not hand the sun pack over to Megatron or try to fight, then you guys just win somehow, I guess. Oh, no, against the Insecticons, not the rest of them. So, yeah, there was just a fight with the Insecticons in a cave, and then you win. And then there was a few Beachcomber others. is actually seen in the Insecticon Syndrome episode. Uh, wow. So, his oh, first appearance is with the Insecticons. We'll skip the horrible details of the Autobots' defeat. You can picture it. The blasts, the cries, the fierce Insecticon sting. Had enough? Let's just say this is the end. Wow. Uh, oh. See, that's, they do die in one of these. That's if you happen to spend, send Beachcomber off on a path by himself. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a dumb move. <laughs> With the sun pack. He spent too much time Everyone in the past. dies. Blah, the blah, end. Blah. He runs into Megatron, and Megatron, uh, I assume, kills him. Because <laughs> he gets the sun pack. Oh, oh, Beachcomber is blasted out of Megatron's way, out of the cavern, and out of the story. <laughs> that's what it says. <laughs> Uh, I feel like I just like just got to that page. Uh, I feel like we, that's at least maybe half the paths or something by that point. But because I'm sure the other the beginning option where you uh, stay and fight the Decepticons led to so many other pathways. Apparently, probably because I used to. I remember. Yeah, but if so- we go if we go down one of these of these paths, we get a line of Starscream insists that he works for the Autobots. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> It's because as long as Oh my he, he... god, wait, I'm sorry. Can I just read this one-off page? Yeah, okay, please. Go ahead. <clears throat> Starscream ignores Bombshell. Is this insect annoying you, masters? He asks. If so, I could swat it for you. That won't be necessary, says Blaster. Just let us have the human. With pleasure, says Starscream. Gently, he brushes dust off Sparkplug's jacket. Go with your friends now, he says. I'm terribly sorry if I caused you any conv- inconvenience. Buster, Sparkplug, Blaster, and Bumblebee roar off toward Autobot headquarters. They're safe, and so is the plan for the Sun Pack. As they speed away, they hear angry screams coming from the museum. No matter what Bombshell tries to tell them, Starscream insists that he works for the Autobots. Bombshell's furious screams can be heard for miles, filling the air with deafening anger. But for the four friends, it's music to their ears. What, <laughs> what just is that? Is is that supposed to be an ending? Yeah, Starscream just was... becomes a good guy. I guess. What? What happened? Like, what was the page before that? Did he like? I don't know. Get shot in the head? Uh, oh wait, hold on. It's right next. It's um. I don't know because I don't even know how Blaster got here. <laughs> I know. It just ran, um, like it randomly said Mirage and Beachcomber, and like as you went down the path. Okay, so Bombshell fired his scrambler at Starscream, so he gets confused and doesn't know who these people are or where he is. Oh, okay. <laughs> And so, That's like, Blaster, Blaster's there, and he's... <laughs> Blaster's just like, where are your masters, Scar- Starscream? He says quickly, don't you remember? You made a mistake. You brought Sparkplug here without our permission. Now it's time that you returned him to us. <laughs> oh, no, says Starscream. I'm terribly sorry. How could I have done such a thing? <laughs> I'm oh, dying. That's hilarious. Because I'm pretty sure Bombshell's, uh... His his power is to control people's minds. So, <laughs> the, the, in the in this story, they made it scramble his circuit. I guess because you know 
Starscream's mind just can't be controlled, if that if that's what they're trying to say. I or they just didn't know what that. his power was. No, 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 no. Starscream's mind can't be controlled. Instead, it just gets confused. It's like an RPG battle where you accidentally hurt your own party. Perfect. <laughs> uh, I can see him uh, getting really punched out by uh, Megatron after that. Even though it technically wasn't his fault, Megatron will not care. Alright, I'm also pretty sure that one with, like, Megatron finding Sun Co- or Beachcomber is the only bad end. Oh, wow. Oh. He's expendable. <laughs> we, can, we need to have a bad ending, but we can't have it happen to the, the, the relevant guy. Is Beachcomber the guy that turns into, like, an inflatable yellow raft boat thing? I do not remember. But, uh, yeah, so what'd you guys think of this story? And the paths we chose, well, the two that we saw anyway. Well, it didn't actually answer the questions I've always had about where they get the energy. Well, the new Sun Pack. Well, that will help. That, but they've been fighting Megatron and, and the Decepticons for a while now. Where did they get their power from before? Who knows? I need you to answer the question. Give me a straight answer. <laughs> Why don't you ask Jeeves if that website still exists? All right. Or there was a uh, there was a thing called Ask Vector Sigma, I guess, for many years on Hasbro. Maybe you could just ask him that question directly and be like, "Hey, the Decepticons are always stealing energy to live. How do the Autobots live on Earth? Like they just like you know pilfer gas stations with all the people aren't looking, or and then yeah. they just send me a virus for asking, <laughs> for daring to ask such questions like that, trying to expose the the lore of. Well, maybe. Well, remember at the end of the season, at the end of the first three episodes of the cartoon. They make a, uh, Spike's talking about how they make a deal with the UN and all that stuff. Maybe the UN gives them oil to help them fight the Decepticons and then just never bothers them again because they're like, what are, why are we getting involved? We're just humans. Well, why would they continue to help them? They're just massive failures. They let the whole West Coast die. <laughs> That's not in the cartoon. Who knows? Might not be canon. So, what do you think, Sammy? Yeah, I got, I got, uh... With the energy thing, I have no idea. I'm just kind of go with it. Like, it's fine. They're the good guys. They're supposed to have unlimited energy. It's fine. They, they um, buy it. As for the their, action... They buy it. They just, like, open up themselves and look for any gold-plated wire and just buy it, purchase it. Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's fine. As for the book, like, my opinion is still the same. Like, it's just a <laughs> dumb time waster. And it's, like, it's fun. It's not, hey, if you have, like, the two bucks to spare, like, pick it up. It's fun. Don't expect anything, like groundbreaking yeah I, I like that starscream thing that he read yes that's pretty funny absolutely <laughs> and then the uh i kind of like the um i did like how the two endings that we had the good ones uh one was just like hey i won by myself but the mirage story <laughs> he didn't win by himself he won with buster who had courage <laughs> okay so that leads me well to you a know question. sorry what? I was going to say, you're not disabled if you have courage. <laughs> that leads me to another thing. I'm wondering if Chip is a cartoon-only creation, and I wonder if he shows up in any of these children's books ever. I don't well, know, actually. Well, why would he be Why would he be a cartoon-only Well, sometimes thing? things like that Like, happen. everything's based off of the cartoon, right? Yeah, but a lot of the stuff's based on the Bible they made before the cartoon. So maybe they only started making him while they were writing episodes and decided they needed a smart human then used him a while, so I guess we'll see down the road. I don't know. That seems weird. Like, I, they haven't shied away from retconning other things. I feel like they would have gotten that straight after a while. But yeah, I can't really think of anything else to say about this book. Yep, I have nothing more to add. Yeah, I'm good. 
<laughs> I guess we're going to prematurely just end this episode. We hope you enjoyed us reenacting the tale of the attack of the Insecticons with our own Transformer voices. Yeah. So, uh, signing off for today, I'm Sean Conicus. Thomas, just Thomas. <laughs> Iron Sammy. Uh, <laughs> remember, for all together, we three are... Sparkcast. Sparkcast. <laughs> wow, that was sad. <laughs> oh, uh, welcome to a brief supplement to go over the artist and the writer that we did no research of whatsoever for this podcast episode. Sammy, take it away. Cool. Uh, so, the writer is Lynn Beach. This was her only Transformers project, but she also wrote Choose Your Own Adventure Books for G.I. Joe, View for Wizards, Warriors, and You, which was a different type of book. You choose whether you were a wizard or warrior, then chose three spells or weapons, and those were your choices when you reached the point to choose. She also created the popular Phantom Valley series from the early 90s. A lot of my friends read that in high school, I mean, middle school, element, God, elementary school? Yeah, elementary school Some or middle school. school, somewhere around there. I remember seeing all those images when I looked at the images of those books that people would carry. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, I've never heard of them. Oh, man, I'm just too old. All right. Uh... <laughs> the artist was Bill William Smith. He drew the illustrations of the book and the cover and for every single Choose Your Fate book. He lives in Rockville, Rockville Maryland, uh, about 20 minutes from us. Uh... <laughs> or he's a writer that... Ha- or he's an artist that lives in Trenton, New Jersey. So I found Still. two with that same name, but it doesn't look like either of them or this artist. Because Bill and Schmidt are really common names. It's possible that it's another artist entirely that we just can't find anything about. You know, unless I just, you know, email these people randomly and be like, Hey, you ever work on any Transformers stuff back in the 80s? I mean, you could always email them. Like, that is that is a thing. But I want to talk like this. Hmm. You could leave a voicemail. <laughs> I mean, they, it, you have. It seems like they have websites, so yeah. I mean, yeah, they have contact info. I mean, it wouldn't hurt. I just don't see impressionist painter being the guy who did the, that work back then. You and never the other know. One, and the other guy in Jer- in New Jersey is an is an abstract artist. Well, both of these cases, I feel like they could have did the transformer stuff just to pay the bills, and they're true. Their true passion was this real art, the real stuff, instead <laughs> the of these, these weird line drawings and painted on faces on the back of t- trunks. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the next episode. That's the future, Thomas. Get it right. All right. We hope you've enjoyed this supplement. Goodbye. <laughs>